There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis. And I'm Helen Tupper. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. Each week, we talk about a different topic to do with work and discuss practical ideas and actions to help you find your way through our increasingly squiggly world of work. And today, we're going to be talking about beginner's mindset. We're going to start with what it is, why it matters, and then we're going to share five ideas for action on how you can rediscover, restart, reboot, whichever re works for you, (laughs) your beginner's mindset. So let's start a little bit with defining beginner's mindset and we also thought it might be helpful to talk about how we think beginner's mindset is connected to but different to growth mindset and before we even started this podcast Helen and I had a 15 minute chat on that so uh, we'll (laughs) we'll try and keep it short try and pray see what we've started to think about that but let's start with beginner's mindset and just how we think of beginner's mindset so our short and I think it's quite a work in progress definition at the moment that we think about is a beginner's mindset is your ability to see things as if you're starting from scratch. And then let me give you some more official definitions to kind of work (laughs) with and and see whether you, uh, if you don't like that one, perhaps one of these will work a bit better for you. An interesting report that Deloitte did actually about CEOs needing to have a beginner's mindset. They say, we define beginner's mindset as an inclination to periodically question and reassess deeply held theories archetypes and conventions to devise new and fundamentally innovative solutions it's very Deloitte isn't it it's very Deloitte <laughs> it's very it's, oh dear. There's sometimes the language of like archetypes and conventions um makes it sound very serious <laughs> starting uh, from scratch is a, 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 a nice yep. definitely be, be able to simple. see things as if you're starting from scratch and then a lot of the work on beginner's mindset or the thinking I suppose on beginner's mindset comes from mindfulness or yoga originally And probably the most famous quote on beginner's mindset comes from Shunru Suzuki, who was a Zen monk, teacher and author. And he says, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. And actually, if you read any of the resources or the links to different articles that we're going to share today, you'll see that quote pops up pretty much in every reference to beginner's mind. This idea of opening up lots of possibilities being able to see things, I think, from kind of different perspectives. And we talked about how is this different to growth mindset? And, you know, we're still definitely exploring this ourselves together. But the conclusion we got to for now was growth mindset is all about active improvement. So it's all about 
continually improving, getting better, being a work in progress. And we've done loads of podcasts on growth mindset that you can listen to. I think beginner's mindset is slightly different because I think beginner's mindset is this openness to see things in a different way, to start from a different point of view, to almost like not start from kind of where you are today. And you probably need a beginner's mindset, I suspect, to develop a growth mindset. I don't know whether it always one has to kind of always come before the other. But I think perhaps there is this difference between active improvement versus openness to see things in a different way. And it's worth us picking up a little bit on the expert word that Sarah mentioned in that quote. And we are not anti-experts. So what we're not saying is that you've always got to be a beginner and therefore you should never go and pursue expertise in something that you are passionate about. It's not about that at all. You know, Sarah and I talk about, you know, we want to become career experts and know and learn as much as we can. But the point is, there's not really a full stop to that statement. We will always be learning. We will always be improving. So it is, it's absolutely fine to be an expert in the thing that you are really passionate about. But the point is that you don't see expertise as something that will almost ever stop that learning ever stops actually if you ever do that if you ever kind of go I'm an expert I don't need to learn anymore because I have got as much knowledge as I could have about this subject that's actually where expertise can work against you there's a term called earned dogmatism which I find quite a funny (laughs) term but psychologists have this term earned dogmatism and it's basically where people see themselves as an expert and then they stop learning and then they become very closed minded. So, you know, we're talking about beginners minds being open minded. When you see yourself as the expert and you stop learning, you become very closed minded. And that becomes quite damaging for you in your career because obviously everything's changing all around us. The technology is changing our jobs. The pace of change in our organisations is changing how we do them, who we do them with. Even if you stay in the same subject, your subject doesn't stay still. And that's why we need to keep investing in our learning. And I appreciate this is already quite a quote heavy podcast so far. But Sarah (laughs) and I love the futurist called Alvin Toffler, who I'm sure we've mentioned before on the podcast, but we love a quote that he has about the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those that cannot read and write but those who cannot learn unlearn and relearn and in squiggly careers where there's you know movement and change our ability to keep open-minded to stay open to learning to be beginners is so important to our career success and I saw a really interesting study about um, this kind of openness and this beginner's mindset. How I got this really distracted a... by this, by the way. Did you? Did you? <laughs> yeah. So this study. So there's a study that shows how our beginner's mindset actually reduces as we get older. So this is why we need to focus this on this, everybody. So there's a test that psychologists do to assess your beginner's mindset, and it involves with asking people two questions: How many uses can you think of for a shoe? And then the other question is: How many uses can you think of for a paperclip? And most people, when you ask that question to them, most people can think of like 10 to 15 different uses. Some people can get to as many as 200 different uses for the shoe and the paperclip. And psychologists say it's those people that get to like the 200 that have a genius level of what's called divergent thinking. You know, this openness and this ability to see things from different perspectives and generate new ideas. And the really interesting thing with the difference between the people that come up with 10 to 15 ideas and the people that get to 200 is how it plays out with different age groups. So 98% of five-year-olds, that's like my little boy, Henry, have genius levels of divergent (laughs) thinking, i.e. they can come up with up to 200 different random ideas for how you use the shoe, the paperclip. So 98% of five-year-olds, 
32% of 10-year-olds, so it starts to reduce considerably, 10% of 15-year-olds get to that genius level of divergent thinking and only 2% of adults. So it goes from 98% at five years old, 98% get to 200 ideas and only 2% of adults. I think it's quite shocking. There's a poet who says that part of the reason for this is that children live the questions and adults assume the answers. And what we want to help you to do today is, um, I guess, live the questions a bit more. And I think the good news for all of us is that having a beginner's mindset is really learnable. Actually, I think it is really hard. I'm going to talk about my own experience of this as part of the actions that we're going to go through. I think it's hard. I think it's really uncomfortable, but it is something we can get better at. So what we're going to do now is talk about five ideas for action that we've had through the things that we've read so far around how you can make, I think, beginner's mindset more part of your everyday. And you might have more ideas. Um, We'd love to hear from you if you have, like get in touch with us on Instagram, like share different thoughts that you've got. But these are five things that we recognise have helped us and that also have come up through the different kind of research that we've read. So our first idea for action is spotting when your expert mind is holding you back, where you're shortcutting to those assuming the answers that we talked about in a way where almost before somebody has perhaps finished their sentence or finished their presentation, you've already gone into, I always think it as like default mode where you're thinking, oh, well, I know this. I know the answer to this. I know how to solve this. I know how this works. And I think different things trigger that almost expert mind where it's being unhelpful for us, where it's kind of hindering us for different people. So Helen, what's your example of when do you reckon you go into kind of that unhelpful expert mind? Yeah, the unhelpful expert mind. So I think it's technology and it's because I really like technology and I play with it quite a lot and we use it a lot in our business as well. And it sounds like this is awful and I don't articulate it like this, but in my head, it sounds like move on. I know that. Like that, that's like the narrative, which sounds horrendous, but I'll give like a real example last week and I had to really stop myself and I'm so glad I did. I had to like shut down the unhelpful expert. I was doing a session with a client and it was like a tech test for the new bit of software we were going to use for to deliver one of our amazing if sessions. They'd brought their tech person on to help me with it and I thought, oh, I've used this before. We can move on really quickly. Let's just talk about the people and their needs. And I was like, honestly, going, yep, yeah, fine. And I stopped myself because I thought, well, A, that's quite rude. <laughs> that was my primary, primary thing. I was like, don't, you can't interrupt somebody. That's quite rude. But then I also thought it's likely that they might know something that I don't. So I'm just going to <laughs> pause and just go through it. And then I did learn. They taught me some new things that I didn't know that I could do with that particular software. And if I had let the unhelpful expert come on, I would have said, yeah, don't worry, I've got this. Let's move on to the, the agenda of the session or what's coming next. But because I I think that there was something that went on in my brain last week that I was like, oh, I can't say that now. And I just paused and kept listening and stayed with the conversation and open to what that person was trying to helpfully teach me about that meant that ultimately I learned more and it will make the sessions that we deliver better as a result of it. Mm, I think that phrase, unhelpful expert, is a good one to remember. I think mine is really different to yours. I think <laughs> mine, and you'll probably recognise it, but I think mine is because I, I visualise things often I have an idea in mind of what something might look like. I think in my head, I imagine like, let's say we're doing a new creative campaign for our Instagram or if we're launching something new. I think about things a lot. So therefore I visualize them. I know where I think something should be going. And then if someone presents something back to me that is very different to that, I find it really hard then because I sort of go, 
oh no, well, that's not right. That's not what it looks like. That's not the right way. And I think that's where I become an unhelpful expert, almost where it's one of those things, I do wonder whether sometimes this might be an example of where your strengths can work against you. It's because you've got a strength in that area. Like that's a strength of mine, like ideas and being able to visualize things is is useful and it's helpful for our business. But that unhelpful expert behaviors, when those actions means that you shut people down, that you can't see other perspectives, that you're not open to other possibilities, then it kind of gets in your way. So I think it's a really interesting thing, I think, to think about for yourself. When are you most likely to be an unhelpful expert? Like, what are the triggers? What are the examples? And then how do you respond? What are your kind of reactions? And then I think you'll be able to think about some of the things we're going to go on to talk about and think, oh, I can try to behave exactly as Helen just gave that example. I can try to respond in a new way or in a different way. So our second tip and idea for action is all about staying present so if you think you know I consciously want to operate with more of a beginner's mindset perhaps in those modes where maybe the unhelpful expert is particularly triggered so for me maybe it's you know when technology is present or when there's um, short of time for example there are particular triggers for me for the unhelpful expert the importance of staying present really really will help you it goes back to that quote that Sarah said about when you've got the mind of a beginner you're endeavoring to look at things as if it's for the first time free from influence of the past or speculation about the future so the way that we free ourselves from the influence of the past and the speculation about the future is we stay present in the moment really open to well, what's going on right now what can I learn from the people that are with me right now how can I learn more about their perspectives rather than feeling like you have to make you know assumptions about where this might go in the future or bring in your expertise from the past and one of the things that I read around this that I thought oh that's kind of interesting I wonder how that plays out is a lot of us will apply labels to ourselves and to other people that can actually affect our ability to stay open for example if I say I've talked about the I am an expert label but you might say is well I am the accountant in this situation I'm the person that brings all the financial insight or I am the manager so I am the person who needs to make the ultimate decision when we have these like labels that we apply to ourselves and other people's we create those archetypes in our mind which can basically introduce a fixed mindset so if I go I am the manager that archetype might be, I need to lead this conversation, I need to make the decisions. And by doing that, we already start to put a bit of a fixed mindset around it. We don't necessarily make it more open to someone else to make the decisions. We don't necessarily make it more open to someone else leading the conversation. And so what the important thing is, is if you're having a discussion about something, and you very consciously want to stay open, as I said, you know, you work out what those discussions are when this feels like a really important approach for you drop the labels drop the labels about yourself drop the labels about other people and just get curious and stay open what is it that I can learn from these people how can I hear more about their perspective and how can I make sure that everybody's open to what they can bring and I'm not trying to limit anybody by what label I'm applying to them One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our third idea for action is something that you can do individually. Or actually, I think this is a really fun thing. I say fun. I think we would find this fun, a fun thing to do as a team, or perhaps as a, if you're a smaller company, you could even do together as an organization, which is about focusing on questions rather than answers and possibilities rather than problems. So this is about really playing with ways to encourage divergent thinking. So when you're not a beginner, I think you have to almost like inject something, inject a way of thinking that opens up your perspective to feel more like a beginner again. And that doesn't just happen. You probably have to ask yourself some of these questions to help you to start to really think this through. So these sorts of questions often sound like, how might we, how could I, what would happen if, all those kind of very open questions that just kind of get you to have some fun with thinking about things in a different way. So, you know, you might look at a competitor and say, how might a competitor approach this? Or you might go even further and say, how would somebody starting up in our industry for the first time approach this? Or perhaps how would somebody in a different country, a different geography approach this? You can play around with things like if you'd got no budget, if you'd got unlimited budget, that's always quite a fun thing to do. You can play around with time if you had to do it really quickly, or if you could only do one thing, kind of what would you do? So almost creating, I think the time, this is often something I think we deprioritize. We don't create the time and space to do this because I suspect a lot of the time this feels like nice to have thinking. This feels like, oh yeah, I can see how this might be useful, but we never prioritize doing this because there's always something more kind of urgent and important on our to-do lists. But this is how we get used to and kind of practice having that beginner's mindset this is how we open up those possibilities that we talked about and I think if you're facilitating these kind of conversations and I think they do need a bit of planning and facilitation to be done really well really think about who speaks in which order so if you're the leader of that team or if you're perhaps the facilitator of that team maybe speaking last because that really forces you to listen. I'm halfway through at the moment. I'm reading a really good book called You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy. And so far, she hasn't explicitly said anything about kind of beginner's mindset. That's kind of not why I've made the link. But what she has talked a lot about is just the importance of kind of listening as a skill. And as we're talking about beginner's mindset, I feel like one of the skills probably that underpins your ability to be able to have a beginner's mindset is probably being able to listen really well and in a really active way because she talks about being really present asking brilliant questions and I go oh there's a lot of similarities here so perhaps once I finished it I'll, I'll try and connect the dots 
I agree. And I think also that's probably another reason why beginner's mindset is different to growth mindset, because I think I wouldn't put listening as one of my underpinning skills necessarily for growth no. mindset, but I would for, for beginner's mindset. Also, Sarah, I think this is something that you are really good at, the questions, not the answers, but very particularly when you do it. So there'll be some times when Sarah and I will just feel like a bit stuck on something. I mean, and it could be something like, I don't know, we're looking at redesigning our website or we are stuck on just some phrasing for a chapter of our book something like that and Sarah will say well okay well what if we looked at it from a completely different perspective and suddenly we'll bring in one of these types of questions right at the moment when we're stuck in it so I don't always think that this is about well let's have just a really open thinking session <laughs> where we just where we ask these questions from the start that might be fun and um you know it, it might actually, actually appeals to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they, I, I would like to do that too but some you know luxury of time all those kind of things it's not always possible to have those really free thinking one hour sessions with everybody but those sorts of questions that Sarah talked through used at those points when people are stuck it can really open up a conversation you do that very well Sarah Um, often helps me to get unstuck So our fourth idea for action is to spend time in other people's worlds. Because when we're in our own world, you know, where we're working in the way that works for us and we're consuming the information that we like and that maybe reinforces sometimes what we already know, that can sometimes make those boundaries very firm. And when we get out of our little bubble and spend time in other people's worlds, it helps us to see their perspectives, to understand their experiences, and it just makes us more open. And I was thinking actually about a lot of us have been working in our own homes for the past sort of nine months now and I was thinking well if one of the things that can help people with a beginner's mindset is spending time in other people's worlds how much harder is that now when so much of our time is spent like on our own at home physically even though you're connected to people virtually and I think it maybe is a bit harder because some of the informal conversations that we might have had that might have given us some of that perspective aren't so easy now if your days are anything like ours you know there are a lot of meetings and I think there's a risk sometimes that work has become quite transactional so I would suggest just reaching out to people to understand well, what's your experience of this situation how are you feeling about this what ideas have you got about how we could approach it what does your experience help you to understand about this just those Spending time learning with and from other people so that you are open to their ideas and perspectives and that you're not just thinking the only thing I'm supposed to do in this situation is bring my ideas and my perspectives. Something that can be really valuable in conversations is to ask curious questions to invite other people to share those too so that you spend you know, as much time in their world as you do your own can really help you to stay with a beginner's mindset. I've actually said yes to doing something, particularly because of this, where um, somebody said to me they are doing some research and insight into how people are feeling who are at the very start of their careers. So whether they are apprentices, kind of straight out of school, or just kind of leaving university or college and kind of starting work right now. And I thought, I don't know that many people in kind of that state life stage. And often when we're working with companies, We work with very kind of diverse groups of people. So you don't spend very much kind of one-to-one time really understanding what it must be like to start work right now. I almost can't contemplate it because I do feel like some of, you know, the connections and the confidence and things that I have is partly because of all the experiences you've had so far. And so much of that was built in a kind of more face-to-face way. And so I'm like fascinated and really intrigued to kind of go, I've got almost no 
assumptions that I'm starting with, I sort of don't know whether does it feel fine because people, are, you know, I imagine that generation are very comfortable with technology, but is that a right assumption or not? Or is it mixed just like it would be for lots of other generations? Do people feel okay about building all the relationships online or not? I don't know. But actually the reason there are loads of things you can say yes or no to, lots of opportunities that kind of come your way all the time. And that was one where I just thought, I almost feel like I just don't, I would never get the opportunity otherwise to spend time in in those people's worlds. And it gives me a kind of direct chance to just, and it's all about kind of hearing and it's very much about listening and insight. So I think that'll be fascinating. So I'm starting that tomorrow. So our final idea for action is to genuinely be a beginner, which might sound really obvious, but I think doing something from scratch, actually practicing kind of the art of being a beginner again is probably a really good way to give you some insight into what that feels like. It reminds you how hard it is, how uncomfortable it is. And the reason I think I was particularly interested in this topic is I did this over the past six or seven weeks. So I joined a drawing course with a company called Scriberia for six weeks, every Friday for two hours. And it was with a group of about 15 other people And I was a real beginner there. I think it's also fair to say, I've probably mentioned it before, I was more of a beginner than everybody else on that course, which didn't make it the wrong course for me. It just meant that I was kind of starting from a a lower base where we started to do some drawings and share them on screen. I was like, oh, okay, these (laughs) these people are all really talented. I can't even draw a horse. Actually, horses are really hard (laughs) to draw, but anyway. And so... I found that process actually really interesting because I think firstly it reminded me it had been a long time since I had been a kind of true beginner because we spend a lot of time in careers and career development kind of trying to become a very intentionally more expert whereas this was really going okay well I don't even know how to draw a face I don't even know where's the right place to put the eyes on that face and so everything feels hard. It's all a lot of kind of intentional effort. And actually, as the weeks went on, I think I got more and more comfortable with being uncomfortable with that. I've got quite tense and quite anxious in that kind of first week. And then I got more used to showing my work, getting through those feelings and some of those emotions that are harder to grapple with. I was like, oh, I was a bit embarrassed or I'm not very good at this. And lots of that, whether it's imposter syndrome or you can start to kind of feel quite negative But then actually I started probably about halfway through, I think I had a bit of a tipping point of almost accepting my beginnerness, which I think is actually really important. And then actually trying to just embrace it and enjoy the process of being a beginner. And actually since the course ended, I really miss it. (laughs) I really miss those like two hours of, it was quite a freeing way to learn and a very different way to learn. I think it uses your brain in a very different way. I sort of actually wanted it to keep going, which I found really interesting because even at the start, I was like, I'm not sure this is the right thing for me to be doing with my time right now. I'm finding this really hard. And, I, you know, it doesn't need to be drawing, obviously. It can be anything. But I think asking yourself that question, when did I last learn something where I'd got no prior knowledge? What would you be really interested? Like, pick something that you'd be really interested to be a beginner in. Find a way of learning that. It doesn't have to be a course. It could clearly be you can do it by yourself. You could do a Skillshare course. You can follow some stuff on YouTube. But just going through that process, I think, gives us confidence that you can be a beginner. And I think you just learn some kind of skills and some coping mechanisms that then you can also apply into those areas of your life where you are more expert and you want to inject that beginnerness. 
I can see a chart in my mind of like the beginner's journey where you start off going, oh, I'm mm. going to really enjoy this. And you're like, you're like, well, I'm really happy. And then you're like, I'm really awful at this. And, yeah. and then you kind of go lower and lower. And now I'm really embarrassed. And do I stop? Do I stop learning right now? And then yeah. you kind of go through it and you get to where you are now, which is like, I want more. Like, there's probably some kind of funny illustration of that, that journey that you've <laughs> been on. So let's just summarize those five ideas for action then for how to rediscover your beginner's mindset. So idea for action number one was about spot your expert, your unhelpful expert. Idea number two was about staying present and dropping the labels. Idea for action three was about focusing on questions and not answers. Idea for action four was spending time in other people's worlds. And number five was do something for scratch. So we hope you found that useful and it gives you some different things to work on in the weeks ahead. And there is no Ask the Expert this week. So we finished that series now. Um, do catch up on them if you've missed any of them. We are going to put a bit of a playlist on Instagram of all the episodes from series one and series two. So if you have missed out on any of them, then you'll be able to see them there. So go and have a look there. And if you would like a third series of Ask the Expert, then um, yeah, let us know. You can either message us um, at AmazingIf on Instagram or get in touch with us over the email Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com. Let us know what topics you think we might have missed in the series we've done so far and any experts that you would particularly love to hear from. But yeah, if you enjoyed this one, if you've enjoyed our previous episodes, please do rate, review and subscribe to Squiggly Careers. It helps us stay in touch with you, but it also helps us show up for other people that might benefit from learning about the podcast. So that is it from this week. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll both speak to you very soon. Bye. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye for now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>